<laughs> it doesn't affect us at all. Oh, we we blind you and then we hit you with. I'm gonna. I won't be able to drive home off spots. Yeah, that's right. All dilated. <laughs> well, uh, welcome to season three of Lim Lim yeah. the Mandalorian. Uh, whatever we are, the Mandalorian. Yes. <laughs> Sneak previews. Oh, season three of the Tim and Lenny Lenny and Tim podcast. Whatever this is, right. we still don't have a name. This. And um, we are just continuing to just yeah, have guests. Included in it is All whatever the center. Yes. That's on the title page. Yeah. <laughs> We're terrible at marketing. <laughs> <laughs> if you can find us, maybe listen to us possibly. Yeah. Um, no, but we're, thank you for joining us. Um, and we're having a lot of fun with all of our different guests. I hope you guys are enjoying this too. Today, particularly we're talking music and life, literally someone whose life is dependent upon music. And if it isn't able to play, you don't eat. Yeah. Um, our friend Marcus, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is Marcus Clay. Uh, I know, I know these fellows pretty well, but, uh, I'm a pop artist living here in Los Angeles. And uh, make music for a living, doing the. But I've got several tracks out, uh, singles that are on like iTunes and Spotify and all those. And uh, yeah, you get lots of hits in Indonesia. I do have a bunch of really cool friends that I've gotten to meet uh, in Indonesia. Hey, Indo. What's up? Yeah, yeah surfs up. <laughs> what do they do? Uh, do they yeah. do surfing in Indo? I think they do. I don't know. Some pretty good waves. Yeah, I think that is. So, like yeah, there is a lot of like surfing. beautiful beaches that yeah. they're all like they'll they'll on Instagram they'll all show me pictures. Of, this is near my house. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> can, what can am I, I doing here? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> can you front that plane ticket because I'm coming surfing? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Right. And um, I've actually, I've had friends that live in Indonesia because Indonesia is totally, it's one of, I don't know why I'm going off on Indo, but hey, I'm here now. It's too late now. Um, They live in like the slum parts though. And so they're there with their family serving in those areas and just serving those communities and wanting to bring education and um, just help in those areas and things like that. And it's like, they've seen videos of where they live and I, it's... It's wild. Yeah, and you have rich to like very, very, the demographic of differences of people's livelihoods is Yeah, there's like... I've got some followers that are like really, really rich and some followers that are like really, really poor. And mm-hmm. it's interesting, like talking to them at the same time, you know, because yeah. they're all in my Instagram, you know, like my messages. And so one will pop up and I'm, they're talking about, you know, the beautiful beaches and like, you know, the hotels and everything. And then the other one's like, yeah, we're struggling to make it work. But yeah. Like, wow. Well, and what's really cool about Marcus is your studio is actually right next door. It's really yeah. fun. So maybe we could clip, cut to a clip of a studio or not. Maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that works. I was like, I went deadpan and was waiting for the clip to go. And forgot that happen. we'd come back. Yeah. Well, now we've come back. Now. Oh, yeah. Wow. Hey, what a great, yeah. that was awesome. Yeah. What a great, really cool, cool studio. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Thanks, what's, man. What's Thanks really tour, funny yeah. is I remember a couple of weeks ago, we're like, I'm sitting in the office working on something and you just come running. I thought you had to go to the bathroom. I was like, dude, Marcus, what's wrong? He's like, I got an idea for a song. You <laughs> <laughs> just like went running by. Tell me a little bit about your process of like, like what landed you here in LA to do music? And like, was it that quick of an inspiration? Like, I'm just going to go and just go have at it and like, like crazy. Or is this something that you've been thinking about? What has that been like for you? Well, I, I, I've always wanted to do music and then, but but we weren't really raised to believe in ourselves, you know, like in my household, at least. My brother's very musical, uh, really, really good guitar player, um, producer and all that. Um, and uh, but we, you know, our household was like if I said I wanted to be an astronaut, you know, our parents would go and I'm totally like dogging on my parents on the Internet right now, but they'll probably never see this. <laughs> <laughs> But they'd be like, I thought oh. that my parents did, and I had to <laughs> do a lot of retracting. Love you, like, Dad. Ouch, ouch. <laughs> yeah, holidays are going to be rough yeah. this year for Tim. Well, yeah. No, we have, no. we're good now. But anyways. So, um, yeah, if I said I want to be an astronaut, the response would be, you have to get really good grades, thereby <laughs> telling me to just give up on that pipe dream. <laughs> so you didn't get good grades? Is that what you're saying? I did not get okay. good grades. Oh, no. man, I'm, I'm in that boat. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but this is something I always wanted to do. And then, um, in 2017, uh, I was listening to a podcast and Under Oath was talking about. I, I love. I, I came up in metal and and I love that like hardcore scene and everything. And Under Oath was talking about, you know, their when they were kind of peaking and how fun it was and stuff. And then I was just like, that was the moment I decided, okay, I'm doing this. 2017. It was 2017. 
So I had already been doing music. I I've been in the, I was in the the Houston music scene and the in the like the church music scene in mm-hmm. the mega churches. Um and uh so I was already doing that but I decided then that day like I'm going to do like I'm going to go be an artist. Mm-hmm. And that was like the click that 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 changed. It was like okay, I am going to 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 go for it. And I wasn't a great songwriter at the time and I just kind of I just started. So I hit up, I, I was friends with this producer friend of mine named Mark Townsend, and he's a pretty well-known producer. And uh, he's been in the industry for a long time. And I was just, I he was doing a production course. And I was like, I, I've got to get in that course. I didn't have the money, but I was like, I'm just going to tighten my belt and yeah. eat ramen noodles so I can get in that course. And so I, I took that course. And just being around other pro musicians and learning from him, because, um, you know, they, they say... If, if there's something you want to do, find people who are doing that thing and just go be around them. Yeah. You know, go do the things that they're doing. So that's what I did. I just started absorbing like this world and the mindset of a musician from Mark and some of my other friends and that I was meeting there. And and uh, he owns a uh, indie label. And so one of the days we were tracking, we were learning how to track vocals. And he was like, hey, do you have a song or anything you want to track? And I was like, actually, I do. I just started like reading and you know watching YouTube's about songwriting. Wait, mm-hmm. did you say YouTube's? YouTube's. Yeah, the YouTube's. Yeah, that's YouTube's. That's yeah, the YouTube's. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, this is a long-winded answer, but anyway, I I was like, yeah, I got a song. I sang it for him, and we used that song. And then later that day, he was like, hey, I really like that song. You want to be on my label? <laughs> oh, cool. It's like it's like everyone's dream, right? Yeah, yeah right. right? Uh, okay. I do actually. Yeah. Yes. Funny so, you should ask. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was already friends with him, but it, w- it was like we, we started becoming closer friends uh, once we started working together. And I was like, "Hey, what do we? What do I need to do if I want to do this for real?" Yeah. And he was like, "You have to go to L.A. That's where all the pop music is. If you want to do this for real, you got to move to L.A." So you were in Texas at the time. Yeah, I grew up in uh, Houston, Texas. How do you there. like on a scale of one to one hundred? Where does country music stand on that scale for you? For me, zero. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like a negative 25,000. Yeah. He didn't go off the scale because you gave him one to a hundred. Yeah, he, oh, yeah. he, he went zero. I so. directions very well. <laughs> no, that's just how, that's just the amount that it is. And that's yeah, why yeah, Mark that said, get less. out of Texas. Uh, yeah. No more country music Dude. and uh, get, get, get pop music. Well, I was like. in Houston, Houston proper. So okay. like. I mean, they have the big rodeo there, and there's a lot of country stuff. But if you don't want the country scene, you, there's you, plenty, there's of, plenty yeah. of everything else. So, um, yeah, so country. But I'm I'm learning to appreciate country. Sure. Yeah, you know, now I that can't I'm throw like, it all the way out. Yeah, yeah I've, I've written with some country writers, and they know what they're doing. Like they're doing good stuff. Yeah, so sure. Yeah, good for them. There's a reason it's such a big market, and so many people love it. I just alienated like probably half. Yeah, of all the listeners yeah. are just like. I do have to say my daughter, she, there's a one, uh, I think Tim McGraw wrote it. It's about like a daddy and a daughter. And she like, you got to listen to the song. We're sitting together, listen to it. And I just start bawling my eyes out. You know, it's just like, it's so. That's like, so the country it, has is they're very good with like tangible, uh, tangible lyrics. Like it's not these ideas. Off, it's like a dirt road. And yeah. like, you know, my blue yeah. jeans are getting holes yeah. in them. It's like things you can feel that yeah. you're familiar with, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that sort of imagery really pulls you in. Sure. So that's something they're really good. Yeah. At. Well, um, Hey, the fan, is it too loud or we're okay? I can't hear though. Okay, then we're fine. Like don't worry about it. Bit, but not. Okay, I don't care. Sorry. If we high pass it, it'll be gone. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. Yeah, it's But uh, yeah. So uh, I yeah, I decided that you know he said move to L.A. if you want to really do it. I said all right. Wow. So me and him and a buddy, we were, we all lived there in Houston. We were like, all right, let's do it. So we quit. So Mark moved to L.A. too. Yeah, he that. moved here two weeks before we did. Oh, whoa. I didn't even know that. I thought he was already out here and traveling back and forth. So mm-hmm. when he when he said he had his label and he's really pushing forward, he also made this big jump too. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. really cool. And he he lived here before, but he had just been Got based it. out of Houston for a while. And so mm-hmm. so we like, you know, me and my buddy Dan, we both had pretty, you know, pretty cush jobs in Houston and living in a nice place. And we were just like, let's Let's bounce. We have to Send do this. LA, so we yeah. quit. We barely had anything saved. We just knew if we don't do it right now, we'll never do it. 
So we knew we're moving out to LA to like be homeless for a bit. Dang. And we did. So we were, <laughs> we were we slept in my car. The two of us. I'm six foot tall. He's six foot four. The two of us slept in my car. It was a it was a 2008 uh, Scion XB. Oh yeah, yeah. And we slept in that for six weeks. That's rough. And then for that the next, so then for the next year and a half, we slept on the floor of our of our music studio, which was in an office park, like an office building. Yeah, and you weren't supposed to be. You we weren't supposed. No, to be. they were just working late nights. Yeah, every night. Yeah, that was yeah. actually really. And that cool. was actually probably true. Very true. Right? Yeah, I'd just wake up and I'm right there in the studio, and if there, you know, some idea would spark, it's ten feet from me, the studio. So I'm gonna sit up and put it down. That's so. awesome. Yeah, you're for sure one of like the hardest working like musicians that I know. Like there's always just, you know, there's I feel like I've got some friends that are interested in the industry or like people that I know. And it's just like casual, like, yeah, I and I don't know how much of that's like proximity to L.A. So like there's not like the the big jump that you have to make. Like if you're going to send it to be out here and do this, I feel like then that's what is going to be driving some of that process and like those late nights and you know doing those things you know i'm it's yeah uh, i think i have a a, bun, a benefit of being away from home because mm-hmm. i really love houston even with the, the humidity and the heat i really enjoy houston so i have that benefit of like when i'm feeling homesick it keeps me from being lazy yeah yeah because i'm like well i'll just go home well that's not why i came here so i'll just <laughs> I'll just get to work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? It's time to time to put the work in yeah. some more. And and uh, um, so, your I personally feel like your songwriting is everything that I've heard. I'm just like, this is great. It's you know. So like in terms of that process, dude, his new song. Just wait. <laughs> I hope it drops around this time. Like it's so good. Oh, that'd be Can't perfect. It. Yeah, it's so good. They you get know? to hear it because I'm next door. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess my. I, where I'm going with that is like in this process of of like developing as a songwriter, um, were there any kind of like major shifts or anything that any other songwriters that have like inspired you or helped uh, and maybe like dive into a little bit of like maybe what those are? Just yeah, out of my curiosity. Um, I love Ryan Tedder from One Republic. He's okay. kind of like all the songwriters know him and are like obsessed with him. But I also follow Charlie Puth a lot. I really like, I don't know, I, I know Selena Gomez is at least writing some of it. Mm-hmm. But whoever the team she's got around her, they're writing bangers, man, left and right. So I really enjoy. So kind of like, usually what I'll do is, you know, there'll be times where I'm kind of like over music, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, I do this every single day. So I'll be driving home and I just don't want to hear another song. Yeah. And so I'll just sit in silence or like, you know, talk radio or something, listen to a podcast. Cause I'm just so done with music. But, but when I'm smart, I'm listening nonstop to like top 40, what's hitting. So like, sometimes I'll just go, all right, I'm going to study Taylor Swift today and I'll do nothing but listen to Taylor Swift all yeah. day. All of her hits, like what makes this song really good? What makes this mm-hmm. song really good? And without fail, every time I do something like that, the juices start flowing and yeah. I get like a song I'm very proud of will come from that, that day that I've been studying. So like good kisser. I was studying Selena Gomez. Okay. I listened to her. What's the album? You just kept looking at her lips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And I was just sense. listening over and over all day and it just like put, I don't know what, it, I don't know what it is. I'm just like filling up the tank with good music and uh-huh. then it just starts to overflow. And then I said, uh, so, you know, I'll be listening in the car. Some idea will pop out. And then I'm like, all right, let's go, you know, discover what this song's going to be. Do yeah. you pull over and like take the time or are you driving trying to do it? I'm bad. I'm bad at that. Oh, yeah. no. I'll just, Don't I'll be, be yeah. typing lyrics with my <laughs> yeah. knee on the wheel. That's a stupid idea, going, but I do going, it. Yeah, it's, yeah. When it hits, it hits, you know, it's yeah. like, you don't want to lose that for sure. No, that's been, that's been true for me for a long time. Like I remember working at, um, like one of my first jobs mm-hmm. and just pulling out, like just walking off somewhere so that I could like sing this melody into my phone, like na 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 or whatever. Right. And just s- whenever it hits you because yeah. you don't want to lose it. Like, and I'm, so I dabbled kind of in songwriting, especially uh, when I was younger and we would do like, we would play coffee shops and, and you also wrote, right. You had your band and yeah. Um, Dude, punk rock for sure. So yeah, I was, pop punk. I was a little more bit more specific. 
inspired by that, but like just kind of acoustic singer songwriter, yeah. like folk kind of, kind of vain. And, um, I can think back to like trying to work through songs and some of those things and coming up with things and like, you know, sitting and writing them down. And now I'm like very, ca- I just enjoy music and I enjoy kind of making it, but I'm not, I don't have that drive to like even really record stuff or like write much stuff down or like play for other people. And, uh, so I'll come up with things and like, love it. Um, especially now with my daughter, um, I love to just play guitar and like noodle around and sing and, you know, just kind of whatever. She like visibly get excited when you play. Yeah. In fact, uh, they went on a road trip. I wasn't with them and she got really upset in the car and they put on like a song that like from, uh, that we'd recorded for the church. And, uh, as soon as she heard my voice singing and that she calmed right down in the car, like, I love that story. It's like, it's so cool. The power of music. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Um, and the connection that we kind of already have and well, and, and when my wife was pregnant, (laughs) yeah. Right. When my wife was pregnant, there was, you know, several times where she was like, you know, I was singing or whatever. And she's like, the baby's going crazy right now. Like, just flipping over and, and, so cool. and going she was down. moshing so, yeah she was moshing in there <laughs> punching organs and you know squeezing <laughs> the bladder squeezing bladder yeah exactly <laughs> yes uh you know but i guess all that to say is like i get that like you hit inspiration and for me i'll get like inspiration and then i just kind of because it's not a drive of mine i go oh i really love that and then i just kind of i'll remember it tomorrow and then i pick up and I'm like, i have no idea what i did and i'm okay with it because it's yeah. you know not my drive but like yeah it's just so cool to hear like that you're so invested in not just like drawing inspiration from things but then overflowing and like following up with it and uh and you said right i doing, think we see it doing you know? the work it's yeah putting that work into it yeah stuff from charlie pooth and he's talking about his like uh his studio his home studio that he has set up and he goes look most of my every and he pulls out his voice recorder from his phone and lists off in his very first one of his big hits he like it's right here boom and he pushes play and mm-hmm. it's literally he just and he goes i plug this thing in literally he takes that thing from there and then puts it in does his modulators blah 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 whatever he does and that is how he's writing songs then he spends 100 hours editing and formulating and pulling in this other sound and likes this whatever he's going to do and then sends it out whatever else but he was just talking through this process it starts with the inspiration he has, he puts it right into his phone, literally. And then yeah. from there, he uses those so same recordings that he's like, it's just, it sounds so similar to what he had already, what he recorded on his phone, just with his voice driving down the road and pounding on something with this little, you know, cup or whatever. And it's like, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? And then leaving that little element of that one sound in the song somewhere because it meant something because in the moment he was inspired and it was, it's just That's like, a cool idea. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, I love it. Um, you know, and so for me, I, I just, I find, the creative process so um empowering very cool but also very demanding i don't know if you experience that where you're like charged up and you write something what's your next day like like what is that like for you do you have like this great high and then bam like is this emotional once i've, once I've like hit i figured that it's done you yeah know? yeah it's uh when i get something that i think is really good i'm 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 high on that song for days yeah that's awesome like I wrote, I wrote one the other day called "If Only." It was that one inspiration struck at like eleven. I was getting ready to leave, and I was like, "Oh, I'll just pull up this piano patch really quick," and I just started noodling around. And like after thirty seconds, an idea popped in my head, and I was like, "Crap, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be here." Here all comes three thirty in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, whatever, it yeah. legitimately was three thirty, but like when I print, the song's done. But I listened to it the whole drive home, and like I was giggling. I, I, I normally I'll I'll open up my phone and I'll like have the note, the voice recorder going mm-hmm. that way. And I was thankful I did I do that because often, you know, I'll be hot on the because it's really like you're discovering the song. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're like you're chasing down what the song needs it, to sound like. It's almost like a sculptor, and you're cutting away at something yeah. and yeah there's and all these ideas shaping. that you know that's not what the song's supposed to sound like mm. until you find the thing that is the right part got it so man. so you know i'll sing something earlier and then but i'll be hot on the trail from some other part and then i'll be like oh th- that thing i did earlier could be a cool bridge yeah what was it but you'll never know but 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 because it's like I living have, and breathing. I mean, it's like it's alive, and yeah. you're, you're sculpting it. It's it's yeah, moment, yeah. It's really like it's alive, mm-hmm. and you're kind of chasing it down. And then, but if you have your your voice recorder open, you can go back 
30 minutes and go, what was that thing? And then, oh yeah, sweet. And then hit record again and then keep chasing. Mm. And that's, that is exactly what happened. So, um, but yeah, but we usually, when I, when I finish it, I'll be so stoked. And oh yeah, I brought that up because the, the voice note that I have, I was literally like halfway through just giggling at how good. I was just like, I can't believe <laughs> this is so good. Woo! Like just that's sitting there so by cool. myself, like stoked on this song. And then I've listened to it like four times a day since. It's been like, it, that happened like last Thursday. So yeah, I'll be high on a song for, for a good bit. And then when it, when it's fully blown out and done, like hell is, like today is probably the last day of editing. We're like, we're set on the final product and we're about to send it out to get mastered. I'll probably listen to the master like a hundred times. That's awesome. And then by the time it's actually out, I'm like sick of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've heard it 4,000 times. Well, I'm I the meant, next morning sick of it kind yeah. of guy. Yeah. Oh, that well, was trash. And I meant kind of like the emotional, like for me in the creative process, I don't know if you've ever experienced this where you have no. like this emotional high and then literally the next day is like this just like crash. Like there's just That this, happens to me with live shows. So live. Oh, okay, so that's yeah, where the adrenaline live. pumps when you do it live, yeah. which makes sense because, you know, when you're in front of people regularly and it's an ongoing thing, like that next day, I find that, and it's part of that because you build, you build, you build, you get excited, you create a process, you get something out and you present it and you put it out in front. And then, man, like literally just, you don't want to be around me the next day in some <laughs> cases. Like, I, and I don't know, do you have that kind I of- I see your, yeah, your Monday slump. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's Mondays. Yeah, you're like, I'm sad today. I don't know why. I'm like, it's <laughs> it's post show blues. Yeah. <laughs> but do you have that kind of experience? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The first time That's I played normal. for like a giant crowd was, you know, was such an exhilarating experience. You know, 6,500 kids all screaming and then they all want your autograph. And, and then, you know, you drive home at the end of the week and you sit, you like, you're tired. So you're glad to be home. But then you sit on the couch and you're like, oh, well, now what? Yeah. <laughs> I want to go back and, you know. So that's that's actually pretty common. You hear about okay. that a lot with artists. You know, they'll they'll finish the night and then sit on the bus and then they're like they're like bombed for the rest of the night. Mm -hmm. For you and your music, because you love pop. Pop is kind of your I mean, a lot of your rap music you write is very pop, very and you a lot of the artists you just mentioned are very pop. Um, what is it about that genre that for you is it is it something that like what is it that you love about pop? I don't know. I I never I didn't I'm like, I'm almost betraying myself by being so into pop now because yeah, I was such a metal. It's like GI Joe mm -hmm. versus like uh, Barbies, <laughs> it's, it's, dude. Yeah, I'm sitting around playing Barbies, and all my friends from like back in the day when we're all banging our because I was in a screamo band, I was the screamer, mm -hmm. and so all those guys are looking at me now, like out here in LA doing pop, like the, the girliest pop music, and they're just like, this guy's lame now, and they're right, except for they're not right because pop music, it's not. It's not, um, it's, it's good. It's really good. There's a reason why it's pop. It's pop because it pops short for popular. popular. Yeah, exactly. And that doesn't mean it's bad yeah. if it's popular. It, it, you know, it doesn't necessarily that. mean it's good. There's a lot of things that are sure. popular that suck. Yeah. But I don't know, man. It's just, um, I do like the sad songs. I do like the ones that really make you think and you feel like you've learned something or the ones that you can go to when you're having a hard time. You get break, broke, you know, dumped. You go to that record that's going to help you get through it. Those yeah. have their place and I love those. Yeah. But pop music is like an escape. Mm. It's like, hey, we're just going to have fun, mm. you know? Yeah. Like that's what I wanted with All Night. I just wanted yeah. that, my song All Night. It was just supposed to be fun. You know, it didn't need to be you know, pensive or serious, you don't, you know, no, it's just, just feet like, on the dash. 2020 has it. been a pain like in, the, said in it. the butt. <laughs> feet on the feet dash. On dash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just have a good time. And that's, that's important too. You know, what pop song right now is your go-to one or two songs that you listen to. That's in your regular deck of listening the last like week. Like if I hit play right now on your iPhone, what would be the top three you've been listening to? Um, there's a Charlie Puth did one with Lynn and Stella called summer feeling. I've been really digging that one. Um, and then, uh, my own songs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't often do that, but I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go back and listen to my own catalog. I do that every now and then. I go back and watch my vlogs with the family and stuff like that. And yeah, you get in those moods. We just kind of yeah. nostalgic. That's well, I think I as an know. artist, like you're, and it might be underlying, but I'm, if you are, if you are like immersed in this world, to, I don't know, further your career in it, 
then part of that is kind of going back and reflecting, like, does this hold up? Do I feel yeah. the same way I felt, you know, when I was listening yeah. to it before? Um, but also then like, is there consistency or, or kind of coherency over like working on a new song this week to looking at songs that you've, you know, cut and published and like put all the work behind months or however long back and kind of, you can see some of that, uh, that process. Yeah. Um, and you get that hindsight. Yeah. So you can look like every song when you finish it, you think is a smash. Mm -hmm. You're like, this is going to change the world. Yeah. Everyone's going to loop this every five seconds. But then, you know, a, a year after it's been out, you can, you can look at it a little more objectively mm -hmm. and go, okay, this I like, I like, I wish I had done this different. And that's, you know, well, that's part of, I actually really, you just said something like you put it out there and you think it's going to change the world. Not very many people think like that. Hmm. Well, I'm like, just that arrogant. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I'm I don't, so important. I don't mean it like that because no, I know. I, there's things in my life. I go, man, if I do this, it could like. I think like I was thinking of like the character from a Christmas story. Yeah. When he like builds these entire huge scenarios based on this one small. Did you ever see that movie? The kids were, yeah. 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 And so it's like he creates these giant scenes for him having the stupid BB gun. Like none of that's actually going to happen. Right. And it's just, but there's something I think about that belief that pushes you to make things better, to craft it. Cause you spend hundreds of hours on your songs, hundreds of hours. Yeah. And the very first song you spent, put out, you probably spent almost or more time on that one than you do on some of the newer ones you put out just cause your skill better, has grown. Yeah, You've gotten faster to be able to do those things. Um, it's not that the quality is any, I mean, it's just, it just is, this is the way right. the process works. And you didn't care if one person listened to it or a hundred people or 5,000 people would listen, or you've had over 10,000 streams on a couple of your songs, right? Or mm -hmm. even more than that right now. Like you're hitting, it's going, man, it's moving. It's awesome. But like, whoop, whoop. Er, er, yeah. the roof. but there's this thing where you, in your mind, this is what I love about you and like, I identify with it because you're like, it's could change the world. Like literally you're like, it could, and it could, we still don't know what could happen with it. Yeah. And I, and I love the idea that when you create something, you love it so much. And, it, the, and I just heard somebody talk about this. They're like, the more work you put in it, the more you believe in it, when it doesn't do well, the harder you are on yourself about and critiquing it. And I'm, my wife keeps saying, you're the like biggest self-critic. Like yeah. you, you just are, but there's something about, you're like, look, I could be in a place where there's an influence that can bring about transformative work through this art form or this music, whatever it's going to be to bring people to a place where they, it couldn't move. I know people whose lives have been changed because of something they heard or a song that they heard mm. or a yeah. speech that they heard or something that they heard. They go, I want to be part of that. And it changed the trajectory of their life. Um, and so I, I love that. And so I would, but not a lot of people. And I don't think people who think like that know that most people don't think like that. Does that make sense I when I say realize, that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's <laughs> look at the push that you made to to just uproot your life and, and move, move somewhere new. Who does you know? that? And like, there's, I mean, there's a Stupid lot of that people. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> or people who just really believe in like this thing that's in their soul, like, and it's that scratching like, the itch, like just, chase this, it and make it happen. Yeah, just do exactly. It. Just yeah. have fun with it. And I, love it's like that. if anything, it's like it's um, it's inspiring. It totally, you know, is. to kind of talk to you about it yeah. and the process and like the the full send of like. This is it. I'm doing it and we're making this happen and putting the work in. Yeah, there's no plan B. It's it's do this or die. That's yeah, that's, that's the it. plan B. And that's how you talk and I love it. I think I wouldn't in like you have to. And if you want to just I think that's the only way you'll actually do it. If you have a plan B, and I know this about myself, if I have like you know, like my Oculus controller is broke my right controller and I taped it back together and it's like working. Did you throw it? Cause you're mad one day. No, no, honestly, <laughs> honestly, those things are fragile. Oh, okay. So, okay. What, what? 30 minutes. There's, only a, there's a 30 minute. Oh no. Limit. We've been talking for 30 minutes. Yeah. It goes yeah. by fast. That's how this be. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So my, yeah, those things are fragile. So, I've I've nicked it one time. I was throwing a grenade in a game and I hit a table and I hit my knuckle, but I hit the controller, but it didn't break. But it just slowly started cracking over time. And even though that was the only time I ever hit it, and then I dropped it off my my mini fridge like this high and it cracked right down the seam. <laughs> so, but Oculus will replace it. But it's working, you know. Like I taped it back together and it's working. <laughs> so you so I'm like, more? I'm just procrastinating <laughs> it, and it's not going to get done because I have a plan. It's just it'll be fine. Right. So as long as you have that, it'll be fine. Even right. if 
you if it had never, broken beyond repair, you would have sent it in It already. would have been in there already. Yep. I would have already had gotten it back yep. and I'd have a new controller. And so you're setting your life up so it's broken beyond repair with the only options you have. That's what I did, yeah. I mean, yeah. I didn't burn bridges when I left Houston, yeah, yeah, thankfully, yeah. but it was like, I, you know, we're gone. Yeah. We're leaving across the country. And there's, it's, you know, some, some people will talk about it. You, there's the heaven in front of you that you're chasing, yeah. but then there, you have to know the hell that's behind you mm. that's chasing you. Mm. And it's like, okay, well, what does it mean if I succeed? Well, it's, it's, I, I can change people's hearts. I can change people's minds. I can impact the world in, in hopefully a positive way. You know, we need, we need pop stars who are positive role models, you know, yeah. you know, that are telling people, Hey, you can be whatever you want to be. You can actually do that and you don't, you know, you're not a victim of your circumstances. Like that's not a message people are talking about. I want to, you know, but so that's on the, on the horizon and, and as well, like financial freedom. If I achieve what I want to achieve, I'll have money that I can like be benevolent and, you know, bless the people who've blessed me and bless other people in the world. But then behind me is also like, oh, if I stop doing this, if I cut and run for whatever reason, mm-hmm. McDonald's is calling your name. Yeah. I'm going to be selling insurance. And wanting to kill myself, you know, I'll wake up and I'm 50 and I'm a, you know, I'm a big fan of the Texans, you know, and not that any of those things (laughs) are bad. In and of themselves, no. But in terms of the dream that you have set out to chase, that would, that would fall so far short. I'm a spaghetti person. I can't like, so there's like square people and spaghetti people. Yeah. Somebody told me this analogy. Waffles and spaghetti. Yeah. Uh, Like. Some people need to know where the next paycheck is coming from, and some people need like don't care what that as long as it gets done. But they, you know, I'm going to go through all these different avenues, mm. and uh, if I'm in a box, I'm dying. And so, you know, while selling insurance is like a dope gig, and if you and if you know if you're doing that, you're doing well, and you got 401k, and that's super dope. But I would be withering away doing that. Yeah. And so that's not for me. So so that's like what's behind me, you know. Like if I just if I stop, if I get homesick, all right, well, I won't work today. It's like that gets closer to me. Mm. And then the more I do spend 14-hour days in here busting my butt, writing new songs, like the, I get a little bit closer toward the heaven that I've been chasing. And so I don't remember why I started telling that story. but Yeah. Well, and I mean, part of that, too, I noticed you just started a vlog with your buddy. Which is it's hilarious. so fun. Best of both guys. <laughs> so fun. It's very, very funny, dude. You and get so... the best of both guys. <laughs> we haven't done that bit yet, but yeah. it's coming. It's, the... it's on its way. It's, yeah, it's coming so down excited. the pipe. Yeah, and the pumpkin scene, dude, from last week's was hilarious. And I was like, oh, wait, yeah. you could do that with a pumpkin? Go watch it so you can go see it. I'll try and link it in the... Because you could do the little eye things. I was just talking to the engineer. But like, yeah, because it was hilarious. So, and you know, probably when this comes out, you'll have two or three more vlogs out. So you go binge watch them because they're awesome. Dude, all the dad jokes on that one, dude, <laughs> I still am laughing at them. Like, yeah, happy I, Halloween, dad. So, I don't so, know why I did that. But. So far, that was my favorite one out of them. Um, but we spent, I mean, in one of your, I, I know music is like, it's your love, but your greatest love actually is not, is, is something even greater than music. And it's... Uh, turtle shells. Turtle no, shells. It's not turtle shells. Apartment hunting. <laughs> Wax. I don't know. Shells. <laughs> no, People. man. No. Oh, dude. in terms of like media. No, and just in life. Like, you're going to say anything what you love the most. It's hanging around your neck. Out of the prancing pony. <laughs> <laughs> Is that butterbeer? No. Oh, wrong show. Sorry. Oh, no. No, Get out show. of here. Boo. <laughs> Boo. He's that guy. He's like, and then Voldemort comes in with Lando Calrissian. Yes. And they have to get the ring to Hogwarts. <laughs> well, I would just to bug people. Remember that movie Avatar that came out? The blue one? Yeah. I would call it Pandora the entire time. I always call it Pandora. Oh, because that was the, <laughs> the wasn't the that the island? Yeah. yeah. The <laughs> island. The, the planet. The people, I just called it Pocahontas. Avatar? Yeah, because that's all yeah, blue. It follows blue Pocahontas. It's yeah. Pocahontas. It's Pocahontas in space. Anyways, that's I a just, good movie. I just did it to bug people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you knew better, but you oh, yeah. did it because it was funny. Okay, yeah, good for you. That's hilarious. That's good. That's how Tim B. I'm the same way. And then people literally were like, it's called Avatar. It's Avatar. And I'm like. Pandora. No, the last Pandora. Airbender. That's a different show. That's a Nickelodeon <laughs> yeah. cartoon. Anyways, but you love uh, the Lord of the Rings. I'm yeah. It's way too much. <laughs> it's okay. We had Louie on a few weeks ago and talked like Star Wars lore and, I'm and ask all him kinds of stuff. The same yeah. so question there's, about there's, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> there's no amount of depth. That look, I just I just finished reading uh, the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings. 
Uh, just all six books. Yeah, whatever it is. Just finished all of it. You have no idea. <laughs> okay, well, well it's split into yeah, two. It's, it's split into several books. Like throughout, like the Fellowship of the Ring is split into a couple books, and then. Um, and, I'm uh, thinking of C.S. Lewis's so. C.S. Six for the. Oh uh, yeah, Chronicles of Narnia. That's when I'm. Uh, it's on the docket. I'm currently reading the uh, the Prince of uh, the John Carter series, uh, and it's so good. Is it? It's might, so good. Pick up on that. Um, but yeah, Lord of the Rings is just there's three in Lord of the Rings, and then the Hobbit, and then the Silmarillion. Actually, I just started that so many. Is the Silmarillion I'm starting good? I'm like in the um, first chapter, dude. We just read all the pre. Chapter stuff. one is gorgeous. Chapter two gets really boring. Actually, I've, I just finished chapter one. I'm starting chapter two. So it's boring. It's a lot of like names and lineages and stuff like that, which yeah. is important. But it's I've heard so it reads kind of like uh, Numbers or Chronicle. You know, it's like uh, chapter two is like uh, it's very like if you were reading through the Old Testament and you're like, what? okay, like yeah, you know. But it's cool. I mean, there's a. It's for me. I is just it think the same it's world? so cool. So is it a whole different series? Because I mean, see, it's, it's in the same world. In fact. Okay, so here I go, uh, yeah. and you can correct me because I'm just I'm just kind of entering into this. I when I finish my master's You're not degree, a Frodo head. When I finish my master's <laughs> Nobody degree, says that. <laughs> Nobody says that. Nobody says that. Frodo head. Yeah. Yeah. One person says that. Oh, me, me sitting across the table from me. He's got two thumbs. <laughs> two thumbs. And yeah. falls asleep during Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Those are fighting words, dude. Uh, uh, he created this like well, he was a philologist. Just, I forget well, the... now I can't think of the term. The term, but, like, he studies the language. language yeah. Like, languages. Uh, and flutologist. Cre- created a language that I'm just, like, deflect. I'm just barreling right through Tim's uh, comments. But created a language, uh, the Elvish, you know, uh. language. And then I was like, I should create a story that goes along with this language that I've created. And, like, like kind of built this universe of... Um, of characters and stories and not only that, but like deep lore, like his, like how did the world, how would they understand the world to have come into existence? And, um, like all of these things. So when you're watching Lord of the Rings and they're like, Oh yeah, like, um, Lorian, you know, and they just, they, they, they reference, they reference stuff and just brushes off. There, there are chapters and stories and all kinds of stuff that so he had like written. Chronolo- chronic- it's deep history. It's like deep. I mean, it is like you could, you could devote, probably your life to studying the history and that was J.R. Tolkien wrote all that Uh uh-huh oh wow which is just so for me it's like it's an inspiration to to like look at this world and go this came from the mind of like one person yeah it's wild do you think then did he write that lore before he wrote J.R. the 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 series or did he write the series because the depth of the series this is kind of at the same time kind of at the same time so that so he developed and took it down the rabbit trails and just wrote down those rabbit trails which then bolstered really the actual storyline yeah and they didn't even really release like the Silmarillion wasn't even released until after he passed away. God. And his son was like, well, I've kind of been charged to like try and make this coherent and Mm. put it all together. Um, and so there's, there's just so much to the world of it. And, uh, I know that we've talked about, there's like cool themes in like friendship and just some of those things where you're like, you know, did your Amazon bought the rights to Gerald J.R.R. Tolkien's. Oh yeah. They're working on the, there was a there was a rumor that that the 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 Amazon show was gonna feature nudity like the Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. and all the Lord of the Rings fans were pissed. So the rumor's not true because I heard the same rumor. N- well, they they recently said that it's all made up that that's not gonna be the. Oh, okay. Which. But hey, that was good branding and advertising on their part because it spread. It got some attention, <laughs> yeah. but but th- but that's no good because like Tolkien was very specific. To, to leave that out on purpose. Yeah. And, and he he made note of it and talked about how he left that out on purpose. Mm-hmm. So it Because there's it no romantic been so relationships off. in the entire thing, is there? There, there, are, there are, but there's no one. It's not like, uh, and then they lane together. It's There's no Song of Solomon in the Lord of the Rings or the, you know, the, the Middle PG. Earth. It, it is. Well, it's, it's because, you know, even life isn't even about that. Yeah. Sex is just a thing that we do, and it's a cool thing, but it's just a thing. And in our culture, we've made it everything, mm-hmm. but we've missed that. That's not the case. It's just a thing. Yeah. And and Tolkien was, you know, smart to just what's what's the what's the thing? Community, relationships with each other, friendships. Mm-hmm. Like that's what he poured that story into. 
And, and I think that's why that's one of the reasons it feels so, you know, relatable because that's what we want. That's what, we, that's what we really want. You wanted know, to sex read is, that book series. I've it's always really wanted cool. to read it. And I, I've been looking for new books to read with the kids. So I, I might. I, I mean, you could do the Hobbit. Like the Hobbit, you could click off like pretty old easy enough, with them, you think, yeah. to read through it, I think, 10 and 12. Yeah, The Hobbit would be good. The Hobbit? Really? I the heard Hobbit. The Hobbit was boring. It's no. Hard to tell me. The movies weren't that great. Uh, no, don't watch the book the is good. Yeah, book's, book's great. So the yeah. books, uh, that's a better place to start than with uh, the other ones. I yeah. think so. I mean, I would. Moves quicker. Oh, wow. I liked, I'd seen the movie and then read the book, I, but the the movie was nice because it puts faces to the characters. So you're reading these names and you're like, oh, yeah, like that was I that actor like and that. that. And you can kind of put them together. Um, but in terms of just the story and that kind of stuff, um, I found the books are a lot more fun. Perfect. Yeah. So Amazon, I would, I would the Hobbit. totally, totally recommend it. You guys it, got me so. wanted to read it. Dude. It's it's awesome. Cool. The Hobbit's really good. The Lord of the Rings is like it's so gorgeous. What is it about that story? Because I mean, you literally have it wrapped around your neck, like it's right there. I get asked all the time if I'm married, and I'm so you're, single. It's a joke. You're married to on Lord purpose. of the Rings. <laughs> I'm married to the Lord of the Rings. I wear this so that no one will hit on me. Yeah. But like you're like you're. I mean, you. Bring, I mean, it's all. It's in your office. It's like you're. Yeah, you I literally. A I mean, it's a funny nickname. Like, this you're is like, my phone case. That's the so, White Tree of Gondor. My I got the mask in my pocket. What, like, <laughs> I don't what, know. Yeah. What is it about it for you that is, like, driving you to, like, well, some of your identities built around it in some ways? Yeah, and it feels really weird to say that, but it, it really is. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, that sounds so nerdy and, like, lame. I thought, of, I thought a lot about this for many years because it is so deep and, like, closely related to who I am, which is so weird because it's not me. It's very external. It's yeah. this other thing that anyone can be a fan of. But <laughs> yeah. like, And I'm there so, are a ton. It's, it's so huge. personal to me somehow. And I wondered why that is and how that could be the case. And it stemmed from, I think, I, I, you know, I've done my introspection and kind of come to the conclusion. I, I think it was escapism for me because mm. I didn't, I didn't, I mean, my, you know, my dad's great. I don't have a relationship with my mom, but my dad's great. Um, my, I get along with my siblings, but when we were growing up, it wasn't a very healthy home life. Mm. And when I discovered Lord of the Rings, it felt so real. You know, it when you, when you watch that movie, it's like in Star Wars. You know, it it feels it feels real. Like the ships are old. You know, the Millennium Falcon's clanky, you know, things are falling apart, it's dirty. And that was like the first space movie where everything was dirty, you know? Mm-hmm. So it felt like there was just so much history, like the ship is old, and so it's all been here, and it's a real world, and so you get immersed in it. And Lord of the Rings is very much the same way. When you watch the movie, Frodo's running through the woods, and it's just, it's not just blank forest that could be any forest. They built like old statues that had been, you know, there's just a statue head sitting there that Frodo happens to be, and they don't make a feature, they don't talk about it, it's just in the background. All this lore mm-hmm. is just back there and it and it, it grounds it and it makes it feel like this place really exists. And so I think when I was, you know, young and watched that, it was like, oh, I wanna be there and I don't wanna be here. And so I would literally watch The Fellowship of the Ring like, uh, I had a VHS uh, copy of the Fellowship of the Ring, and I would, I would, uh, I would watch the whole thing. It's three hours long, and then I would just hit rewind and press play again. Being and, kind and sit there, yeah, <laughs> and then sit there and watch it twice, three times in a day, because that's I didn't want to be at home, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. and I didn't have the kind of home life that you know, I'm being a wimp to complain about my home life because like grand scheme of things, people have it way worse. But I didn't want to be there. I didn't like my family. I didn't want to be anything like them. So I escaped. I was always trying to be at friends' houses if I could or spend the night, you know, let's go off on a church retreat or wherever I could go to be away from home, I would do that. Mm -hmm. So that became Lord of the Rings for me. Middle Earth was my escape. I was going to, you know, I'd watch it and I didn't have to think about. What character did you identify most with in those stories? Yeah, definitely. I would creep around and try to murder my family members. No, they didn't and have steal a very their good rings. Life. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, I liked Legolas, dude. I was so he had how, he had no legs. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, he was yeah. legless. Yeah, he's legless. He crawled. Oh, is he legless. really legless? Legolas. Yeah. Oh, Legolas. Legolas. Yeah. Legolas. He's just cool. He was the elf with the with, yeah. the, with the, the bow axe. and arrow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with the axe, he knows so little. <laughs> 
The elf with the axe. Lord of the Rings fans are cringing. <laughs> um, oh, wait, no, that's not an elf. The elf? That's the short guy with the beard that had the axe. Yeah, Gimli. Yeah. yeah. He's a dwarf. <laughs> dwarf. <laughs> glowing sun. <laughs> Sorry, I feel like such. You know, our glowing producers. Glowing, glowing, glowing sun, yeah. That um, pronunciation is rough for me. I just so like, that, I'm like, that seems like it, and then I stick it in That's the character. Um, what's the, he was kind of a famous actor that played that Orlando character. Orlando Bloom. Yeah, Orlando yeah. Bloom. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I just really identified with him. But I think also something that is stands out for me so much from The Lord of the Rings is how Tolkien did the friendships, mm-hmm. you know? That, like I said, I mean, I, I didn't really enjoy my family. I, I don't know what it was. For some, I, I maybe maybe even at a younger age, I could tell we were dysfunctional, but I didn't know how to articulate it, you yeah. know? Like, you just know something's off. Yeah. But... And so I just didn't like them, and I didn't want to be around them or be anything like them. So my friends were my family. Mm. And I've got friends that I've been friends with since, like, fourth grade. We've been best friends since fourth grade. And even That's though so we don't cool. live in the same town, you know, we'll call each other and, you know, play games online together. That's so cool. Um, and my friends really have been my family. Mm. And, and even now, I love my brothers and sisters, but more because I'm friends with them than because they're my family. Got it. <laughs> You know, yeah, and uh, because we've become friends yeah. now, and you know, as we cool. grew up, but so like watching, that's why the Fellowship of the Ring is my favorite, uh, my favorite book and uh, movie because th- that's when all nine are together. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're striking out on this adventure together. Do they have like a round table and they have swords and they put it in the middle? Different story. Yeah. That's our King Arthur. <laughs> you're getting there. I mean, you're kind of warming up a little. Yeah, bit. you're in the yeah. right ballpark. It's definitely yeah. medieval. You're there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, and so it, especially in the books, the the friendships are just so beautiful, and it's not, you know, um, I don't know. It's like this brotherly love that mm. they have that's so yeah. strong. And like a devotion to each other and the mission that they're on. Well, it makes them stronger, right? The devotion to one another, yeah. as well as the understanding of the mission and the self-sacrifice, not only on the mission, but also with one another. I mean, there's scenes where they're protecting Frodo and they're taking the ring off and putting it back on. And like, they're all yeah. in danger, but they're all going to stand right in front of them and protect them. Like, mm-hmm. this is yeah. it. I mean, that's the kind of family that you didn't have. Yeah. Like, you were not in a safe space. It sounds like you were in a very distant, unforgiving, just this kind of like not safe and this was your safe escape in some ways and that those friendships you yeah. were longing for and you found by God's grace uh, but you didn't find it with the ones you hoped for unfortunately and that just sorry dude yeah that sucks so when you put that I work, forgive you uh, it's my fault <laughs> well because I said I'm sorry no I'm just trying to like I know, sympathize I know. you know and I mean and so when you put that ring on every day because that has to go on every day is this like you put over your head or you have to like latch it Little you have a lot so you're like go back there and yeah, watch it. Yeah, I don't it. put it on every day. I just don't take it off. Oh, really? So just stay on. I shower in it. I sleep in it. It's just on all yeah. the time. Yeah. Do you ever when I'm working out, like if I'm running or jump oh, yeah, rope no, or whatever, sweaty, it'll yeah. hit me in the face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only time I take it off. But it's not like it's that sounds so lame like, "Oh, I just wear it and I'm obsessed with it." But it, there's just something about you know, I have all these Lord of the Ringsy things not because it, it's I feel, I don't know, like the Star Wars nerd that just like has all the toys. And that's, that's, for me, that's not what it is. It's just that it reminds me of the, of the fun, the friendships. It reminds yeah. me yeah. of the good pieces of my childhood just to see it. Yeah. Well, every, you know? everyone has stuff that they like and that they're into. Yeah, and totally. You're right. Like, and so, um, to me, it's, I don't think it's weird at all. No, not like, at all. You know, I've got, um, I was thinking about this the other day. I was driving and I've got mountain bike brake pads old brake pads that I got back from the shop um, just hanging from my rear view mirror. And I'm like, they're completely pointless there. No one knows what they are. No one really rides with me anyways. But like, for whatever reason, I threw that up there and I went, I'm happy that that's there. Yeah. And that I just see it every once Kamari in a while. Kamari brings like, you joy. Yeah. And what, so. What word? Kamari? Kamari, yeah. You've never heard of Kamari? No. She's uh, the- he was obsessed with, uh. No, Marie she's Kondo. Marie Kondo. Yeah, she does a Kamari method where uh, she teaches you how to clean your house. This does not spark joy. And then does it spark it joy? If oh. it doesn't spark joy, you throw it away. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, but that's and so for you, the brake pads are what it's memories, it's feelings, it's those thoughts. It brings you that joy, and you're like, I don't care what anybody. I don't thinks. think it's even near that deep. I oh, just, there you go. I just like it. Like, you I'm like just it. like that's that's a thing that I enjoy, yeah. and I like that that's there. Yeah, and that's it. enough. Yeah. For yeah. Me. yeah, yeah, you know, and it is. It's like and there's there's not a weird worship. It's not like right. Oh, <laughs> I just like I'll be out about my day, and then I'll like feel it, and I'll go, oh yeah, oh 
Yeah, cool. I like the Lord of, you know, it reminds me of the fun stuff that I enjoy and, you know, all the lessons I've learned through the Lord of the Rings, you know, because yeah. that story is so dense with There's like a lot to so it. much yeah. wisdom to distill out of that. I mean, I've read it, I've only read the Lord of the Rings twice, but I read The Hobbit and the Silmarillion once too, but I've watched the movies thousands of times. I don't even know how many, but there, yeah, there's every time I read it or watch it, I get something else from it. That's cool. And I'm just like, it's like the Bible, you know, you read it and you're like, I've already read that chapter, but I learned something different this time. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, what, what is one of your favorite like Bible verses? I don't know. I don't know. Ecclesiastes probably. Yeah. Where I, I think Ecclesiastes is just like the book. Okay. It's what like, about it? it's so wise. There's just, you know, the Psalms and the, the Proverbs are super, like, it's just like, here's a bunch of wisdom for you to make, to, to, to guide you along life so that you don't screw it up. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. And then Ecclesiastes is super dense with that. Mm, yeah. You know? It helps you not chase pointless, mindless, dumb things that yeah. aren't important. Oh, you know? And, the, and you, have, you have Solomon, the richest man to have ever lived, which... And wisest, right? And wisest. Yeah. Although you might say today we're much richer than he ever could have been. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, he tried all the things. And he's like, yeah, I had thousands of concubines. And I had sex with everyone I ever wanted to, and it didn't make me happy. So mm. checked that for you, and now you don't have to do it. It's right. like, great. <laughs> cool. You learned that lesson for me. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I had all the money in the world, and I still wasn't happy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Now I don't have to try. Yeah. No, that's really good. And then... Um, well, you're going back to the friendships and you're talking about it. I actually was never, ever a good friend. I realized, like, yeah, I just actually was confronted with this fact, like, for years, I didn't know how to be a friend. I didn't know how to receive friendship and I didn't mm. know how to be a friend. Um, and I, it was just, I don't know if it was learned behaviors or where it came from and these types of things, but it wasn't until I moved overseas um, and lived amongst other men and families and stuff where you like, you had, you had, you're so dependent upon some of the story of like this, the Lord of the Rings where you're on mission, um, because you're, and there's like, what felt like enemies here culturally don't understand it, language barriers and all these crazy things where you had to learn how to depend and hang out and you spent hours with people and learning how to li really live honestly. And just like, this is who I am. Like literally mm -hmm. I'm yelling at my kids and my neighbor can hear me pounding on the, you know, like a hey, quiet down, down there kind of a thing. And then having to talk to you like, what happened? Why did you start like yelling, you know, and be able to like really learn how to be a friend. And it is, and I will say this is like, I have found you made that comment about family and it's like, I have grown to love my family more as I've grown in friendship with them. And even in my relationship with my wife, like it's our relationship as husband and wife has grown so much more learning how to actually be her friend. Mm -hmm. And it was for years, mm -hmm. like we were married and she'd be like, I, like, I don't know, like right now, like, we love each other and we're friends, but we're not like friends, you know, right. kind of a thing. Like, and I was like, I don't know how to be a friend. I don't have any good friends. Like, and, mm. and I think back and I mourn relationships I've lost because I didn't know how to go and be reconciled. I didn't know how to serve unconditionally. I didn't know how to live, um, uh, uh, uh non-transactionally, you know, I just didn't know. And I've had to learn that over the last, I don't know, four or five years, um, particularly the last couple, and it is transforming. Like I now, as we've talked, and I want to go back and rewatch and read Lord of the Rings with this mentality of this friendship and understanding that, because that's what it is about. And and I think I'm going to have a huge. deeper appreciation for it, because I probably never like it in a subconscious way of like, I'm going to push it away because I don't, I, I'm, I'm afraid of that. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't understand I'm afraid, it. I don't understand it, you know? And so I, I'm glad, I thank you for sharing those things, being open with that, because man, you know, it's, it's it's tough going through life alone and not having relationships and friendships. And, yeah. and I think it's important where in the culture we're living in with so many families being broken, they just are. We live in a very broken society um, that finding community in a non-transactional relationships, it's founded, founded on honesty and kind of all coming to the same place. Like it, it, it can change your life. It really can. It's trajectory. It just, it just is so important. And so I'm learning how to be that kind of a friend to people. And it's changing my life. Like mm -hmm. in so many, I didn't know the under, I didn't understand the receiving end of it. Even when you lay down your life for other people, like it's crazy to see, like you mm -hmm. may not in all circumstances, but it definitely is one that I'm just, it's, 
it fills you up if that makes any sense. It's just it an amazing life, thing. It makes life. It makes life. Yeah, for me. it makes life. Yeah, yeah. it really yeah. does. And community, and it's like if you think about it from just a, a, a spiritual side of things, like when we sinned against God, we broke a relationship with God, but we also broke relation with one another. Mm-hmm. And it's this thing that's been broken, not just between a husband and wife, but just in relationship and just fan, like, and the more that this is broken, the more we're not honoring God, the more we're not showing love for God And that this is equally important as the relationship we have with God. Mm-hmm. And until I understood when Jesus said, go and be reconciled to your brother before you come and worship me, like Jesus is equating a relationship with people almost greater. Like it's like, this thing. Do this first. This is secondary. Th- Go yeah. Take care of like this because if this yeah. isn't working, then this for sure. And like these, I think they're they they're not a one or the other, but they're a they go together. Does that make sense? Like they are, they're tied d- deeply together. And it's just a challenge I had. I was confronted with that about three or four years ago, and thought, wow. Like I and it's by God's grace has changed mm-hmm. so many things, and I'm just grateful for it. And having people like you in my life, who are good friends, and it's been fun growing in friendship with you over this last. How many months has it been since you've been here? Like four or five months in the studio space. Like and it's like I feel yeah. like like there's been like because we work together, do fun stuff. Like there's a real. I feel like, and I could be wrong. It's that, totally one sided. I'm not. Oh, your man, friend. <laughs> <laughs> no. we're definitely we get each other's jokes now, and like there's just a very much like no, we just gotta do like we've dealt with hard stuff too, both you and I, and, yeah. and we're working through still a lot of hard stuff. And, um, it's been really, really cool and great and just growing in friendship with you. And, um, and just, well, that's one of the, really like, fun. that's one of the great things why friendship is so great because when there's somebody that you can be real with mm. and like, I've got some friends that have told me, hey, I I did this thing, and it was like, whoa, what'd you do? Mm-hmm. And anyone else, you'd be like, you know, I don't want to hang around this person anymore, maybe. But, like, when you've got a friend that you can be fully transparent with that is still going to love you, you know, even if you screw up, they'll go, hey, look, that was stupid, and you're an idiot, and I'm going to make fun of you for doing that, but I love you, <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to still be here. Yeah. Like, when you have that... Uh, it helps you get through life. Like yeah. I, I really oh, think absolutely. friendship is such a, a and, and and I even kind of view marriage as just like a super friendship. Yep. To be honest, yep. you know, like I'm excited about you know one day getting married because I'll have like a really really close friend that I also get to have sex with too. <laughs> right. I mean, you that's about nailed it. Yeah, that's about it. But but that's but that's healthy not me. Yeah. yeah. The healthy ones. Yeah. That's not me. Like downgrading. Uh, Marriage. That's how highly I view friendship. Absolutely right. That's right. exactly right. Yeah. And uh, it's you know like I've had best friends and we've been best friends for a really really long time and it's like no matter what you do I'm gonna be your friend even when you're pissing me off we're gonna fight but like not being friends anymore isn't on the table right right it's never an option it's never it's an option of, it's like of like, like commitment to each other yeah, yeah. I've got a friend that. Um, you know, we, we were both like working at church camp together and now he's an atheist, vegan. Um, there's so many more things that you I can be vegan. Ta- yeah. yeah. I, and I, it, you know, good, good for him. It's a good thing, but I like food. I yeah. like meat. Uh, yeah. So I have, I have this friend, you know, we worked at church camp together. We're both like Baptist Christians together and we've both evolved in, you know, different paths. Mm-hmm. You know, he's now an atheist and a vegan and totally is against people eating meat and is mad at me that I eat meat. But at the end of the day, we're going to still play VR games together. Nice. You know? And we'll, it'll, it, you know, it'll, and open you guys up. kill like each other. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. shoot each other and <laughs> kill each other in the game, but we still love each other. Right. Yeah. And even though, you know, we disagree politically, like we're opposite ends of the spectrum, polar opposites, but we still, See, we still know that at the end of the day, we agree on more than we disagree on. We love each other. And, you know, I know everything about him. He knows everything about me. And we're there for each other. And I think, I think, uh, I don't know what I think about that. It's awesome. Just friendship. It's rare. It's, and, uh, it is rare. And it's, uh, it's something that we need to see more of. But it starts with a personal commitment on our end to just be those people to other people. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think we have like an, we have a problem in our culture where we don't, we don't really have integrity anymore. 
you know? What I think, too, is a culture we treat people transactionally. I really think yeah. that boils down to this. And we don't way. honor our word. No. And so, we, uh, you know, me yeah. te- you telling me I'll be there means nothing to me because mm-hmm. I don't really, you know, until you're there, I don't trust you. Be- and until I'm there, I might flake. You know, that's, that's problematic. It used to be you could you just say I'll be there, and that was like you giving me your word, and that meant something. Yeah. And so that's why I do as a wedding vow was like a big deal because yeah. you said it. You know, and everyone saw you see it, say it, and so there's no getting out of it. And that's kind of like what friendship is to me. It's mm-hmm. like it's like we're. This sounds weird, but it's like all my. It's like I'm married to all my friends, mm-hmm. especially Dan, because he and I have lived together. My buddy Dan, uh, Daniel Kairos, we were homeless together. We came through a lot together, and we were you know sleeping next to each other on the floor of our studio for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. So we like suffered together yeah you know and we were in such close proximity that we we would get under each other's skin but we there's no getting out of it we both moved out here together there's no going home so we better figure this out so at the end of the day is like and he's introverted and i'm very extroverted so that was <laughs> he, he'd get home from a long day and he needs to be alone and i'd i get home from a long day and i, I need people so I'm like, Dan, let's hang out. And he'd be like, I can't. I need to be alone. And that would de- demolish me. Well, it's so funny. It's like this place. He doesn't want to hang out with me. Escape from people. Yeah. <laughs> now, like, there's a bunch of people here all the time. I'm like, is it my escape no, from people? No. I go home. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, you know. But anyways, yeah. No, that's. And going through that kind of friendships and those things, it's just, it's powerful. It really yeah, is. Yeah, and my and, closest friendships are the ones I've gone on adventures with. Yeah, and your friends will make you or break you. I don't know if you experienced that growing up. I don't know if you had, like, certain friends you had that just, like, man, they just either don't lift you up and they tear you down and they're just, I don't know what it is, but I've had, and I think probably that was my experience with a lot of people in my life. There was just this, mm. I think also I was very awkward socially, so that also added a lot. You? He said know. was. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Oh, no, that's fine. Totally, I deserve it. I was, you know, I, um, it's very socially inawkward. No, mm. that's that is a That is a really hard part of friendship is when you've gotten that close to somebody and then you realize you have to let that person go. Mm. Like when they when there's toxic a toxic person yeah. in your life yeah. that is no good for you, you know, and you and you realize I gotta let that person go. Yeah. Mm. Like like that was my mom. My mom was really toxic, and the hardest thing in the world was to be around her. Mm-hmm. But then the hardest thing in the world was to distance myself from her. But it was like, which one's hurting me more? Mm-hmm. If I'm if someone is. Her, you know, you only ever suffer when they're around because they're so toxic. It's and it's only bad for you all the time. You have to get away, but you've already built that relationship. You know, like that sucks because I definitely view friendship as like like very. It's very marital. Like we're friends and we're friends till the freaking end. Well, it's familial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it'll that's, be familial. Marital is. A, I would. I'm just gonna push back pretty hard on that because it's a little I don't know different. That word but means, familial. But. Well, it's like you're not married. Like it's family. Like I know people who've said I've given up my. Blood family and their friendship family is stronger than their blood family. That's my case. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's that. I see that happen, especially in the Christian faith, where a lot of people who come from very difficult situations, they get into a community of people who are very honest, all mm-hmm. striving, like kind of like the fellowship where they level. You are all on the same playing field. We're coming from the same place, just understanding like we're not good enough. We need Jesus, and we're all kind of just like huddled in trying to figure this thing out together, and it builds real unity and friendship where I've, I've literally, I've know people that go celebrate Christmas with their church and Christian family because their regular family is toxic and it's, and their desires to be with family and try and bring reconciliation and walk through forgiveness. Um, but that's a hard road. It's not easy. It's a long and hard road. And we, you know, I still have relationships in my life that I know I'm working towards building because of my past, the choices that I've made where I'm trying to reconcile and bring reconciliation, trust God with that. It's, it's hard. It's not easy. Oh, can we end on a good note? <laughs> Positive note? That was so uh, So the Lord heavy. of the Rings. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Uh, <laughs> music career, friendships. Or just, just unplug yeah, it. Yeah, we're just, just kind of done. Just turns right. off. <laughs> it's really hard, toxic. <laughs> In the middle of just uh, But no, it was like a total pleasure just getting to sit and chat with you again like the format that we've been doing is there's no talking points no real like big questions or i mean in terms of like things that we're prepped for it's just like let's have a conversation with our friends and kind of let the 
maybe media or those kind of platforms that have inspired us kind of maybe drive the initial conversation and see where it goes. And like, uh, I just thought it was super fun getting to sit and chat with you. And um, if you're listening and I, I would highly encourage you, go look up all of the things, anything that anything that you put out, well, Marcus we'll, Clay on uh, Spotify or... And we'll put all the links in the description below. All the below. links and stuff, yeah. yeah so, so that you can find the links for Marcus. If you don't follow him, I highly recommend following his YouTube channel. Um, music, Instagram, and it's not yeah. like I'm going to get you more followers, but maybe. welcome. million, kajillion non-existence people. No, we have, we love you guys. We uh, really appreciate those of you that do tag along for our adventures and we're having a lot of fun. Marcus, thank you for being on the show. We'll tag all those things in there and I don't even know who's next, but we got more people in and we're excited. I was going to say, stop, stop watching this podcast. These are very toxic people. They, they're holding me here hostage against my will. This is me crying out for help, please. Uh, if anyone is out there, come and rescue me from their clutches. I'm like, it just turns off. That's it. I'm just cut. <laughs> That's awesome. That's the send-off, yeah. That's how we end it. Oh, I can say, hey, God's grace. Is it still recording? I love it. Good. And say, we'll see you guys next time. May God's grace and peace be with you, and we'll see you guys next time. Please, if there's anyone out there, please come and rescue me. (laughs)